Welcome to Energy Talks, a regular podcast series focused on power system testing topics. My name is Scott Williams from the Omicron podcast team, and I will be your host. It goes without saying that we are still going through challenging times, but it is always amazing to hear stories about how colleagues in this industry continue to find innovative ways to still get the job done in order to ensure power system reliability. One such colleague is Gustav Linkvist, who has joined us for this episode. He is the CEO and founder of Craft Diagnose, a service company that provides utility companies in Sweden with diagnostic measurements on medium and high voltage equipment. Gustav spent the past two years as a road warrior while growing his business. He covered incredible distances to perform measurements on medium voltage stations, power lines, telephone towers, and wind parks throughout Sweden. Some of this travel was by car, but mostly he walked these great distances to reach remote measurement sites. Gustav, welcome to Energy Talks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Gustav, could you tell us about your company and where in Sweden you are located? Sure. Uh, our company is uh, called uh, Kraft Diagnos. Uh, translated to English, it would be Power Diagnose. And uh, we're located in Umeå. It's in uh, northern Sweden. Gustav, I understand that you and your growing company had an incredible past two years. But before we talk about that, could you tell us a bit about yourself? How did you get into this business? Yeah, sure. Uh, I've been in the business for 11 years. Uh, uh, before I became an engineer, I was actually a teacher. So I, was, uh, I used to teach uh, math and physics at uh, should I say, college uh, level. Uh, and then I switched uh, to become a master's in engineering. Yeah, and then the things just took off. That's great. Well, we're going to talk about that in a, in a few minutes. Um, what types of measurements do you or does your company specialize in? Yeah, we perform mainly grounding measurements. Uh, mm -hmm. But the plan is that we're going to do essentially all types of measurements uh, with all the Omicron system. So uh, transformer testing, reactor testing, breaker testing, testing of uh, current and voltage uh, transformers and tan delta, essentially. But mm -hmm. uh, for now, uh, the grounding measurements, uh, yeah, that's where we are established. Uh, and then we use the uh, CPC-100, uh, CPC-1, and that's the system for the heavy current method. Uh, you use it to measure stations, essentially. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you let the uh, the power grid you use the power grid as essentially uh, current uh, probes. Another station mm -hmm. is the current probe, and uh, you send a, a current using the Omicron system for yeah approximately sometimes two hundred and fifty kilometers and down into wow. the air. yeah and back again. So the Omicron system actually can deliver. Uh, a current that uh, goes uh, 500 kilometers uh, wow. through the power lines and back through the earth. And it's just an amazing system. Yeah, please tell me how it, did, how it does that. Yeah, so essentially you got uh, two systems. You got the CPC-100, that is the power source. And then you got the CPC-1, that's an, essentially an insulation transformer system. And you can increase the voltage to about uh, 500 volts. And then you got a coupling unit called the CPGB1 with uh, lightning resters. So you mm -hmm. take a power line out of service, 
and uh, make sure that it is uh, grounded in both ends. And then you inject uh, the current after drying with 500 uh, volts. And uh, yeah, then it goes uh, up through the power line and away to a remote station and uh, back again. And then you essentially energize the entire landscape around the station. So you go around the station and out in the low voltage grid and do measurements within uh, three kilometers and simulate uh, an earth fault and do touch uh, voltage measurements. Uh, mm -hmm. and sometimes when doing these measurements, you realize that, hey, if you have an earth fault right now, we might have a couple of thousand volts between uh, earth and, uh, contacts, for instance, yes. in buildings. Uh, and uh, the ground where you stand. So you essentially identify dangerous stations and dangerous spots uh, out in the grid. That's great. Well, you had mentioned before that you were using your CPC 100 and the uh, related accessories. How do you use Campano uh, in performing your measurements? What, what do you yeah. use it for? Uh, the CPC 100, I should say, that is a legacy system. It's uh, kind of old, but hey, it's uh, tested. We know that it works. Yeah. And uh, the Campano system is uh, the little brother of the uh, CPC 100. It is uh, yeah. much uh, lighter. It weighs only 10 kilos. And yes. uh, the uh, device is really, really easy to handle. And it's uh, really user-friendly. And when you use the Campano system, you... Uh, you have to use a backpack with, uh, uh, in our case, we use telephone lines. So we roll out yes. uh, 500 meters of uh, telephone lines, both the current electrode and the voltage electrode. Uh, you uh, connect them into the earth uh, by a number of ground rods. And then you essentially push a button, uh, and then you get the earthing impedance of the station. Uh, and uh, you use that system for, first of all, medium voltage uh, station, stations uh, up to 84 kilovolts. And yeah. if you have a TND system, a directly earth system, the CPC 100 is uh, a necessity. Okay. So I was going to ask you, why are these measurements important? And so really it's a matter of safety. Is that correct? Yeah, matter of safety. Okay. And the really uh, scariest thing uh, with uh, these measurements was that when we started measuring, we realized that none of the previous measurements were performed with uh, uh, older technicians had essentially put motors on, uh, uh, on a home build system and yes. started to eject current and did measurements. And often they did uh, measurements with a really small radius around the station. And uh, sometimes we did measurements and we found out that, for instance, 10 buildings sometimes had uh, yeah, really high uh, touch uh, voltage values. Mm -hmm. Meaning that, if, for instance, if you touch uh, uh, the uh, kitchen stove and the kitchen sink and there is an earth fault and in the 400 kilovolt uh, power system, yeah, you might get uh, an electric shock. So, Gustav, in doing these measurements, who are you doing them for? Who are your customers? Yeah, uh, according to the Swedish uh, regulations, you will have to do these uh, tests every 12 years. So, uh, first of all, the main grid companies uh, that has uh, 
the 130 kilovolts. And yes. then there's the 220 and the 400 kilovolts. And you both okay. do the measurement uh, as a periodic uh, measurement, but also when you build mm -hmm. a new station to commission it. Gustav, you mentioned that you were an instructor before. I understand that you still teach people how to do these measurements you just described. So uh, I essentially went around Sweden for nine years uh, lecturing and uh, saved money to be able to buy uh, advanced measurement systems. Speaking of which, in uh, 2019, you purchased your first Omicron testing equipment. Yeah, and it changed everything. Because before, yeah. when I uh, was uh, both a consultant and a, a lecturer, I essentially yes. sold my time. That was the gig. You take a certain amount of money per hour. But with the Omicron devices, it's a totally different thing. You don't sell your time anymore. You sell a service. So, mm -hmm. instance, you can t have a, a, on a fixed amount per station. And if you measure a lot of stations every day, you earn much more money. So essentially, you can increase your uh, daily salary with uh, yeah three or four times. So Gustav, how did the acquisition of this equipment and attending a course at Omicron Academy prepare you for offering these measurements as a service? Well, I should uh, first of all say that uh, uh, if I look at my own uh, education, uh, so I got uh, two masters, uh, one in energy engineering and one in teaching, I would say that I use uh, about 1% uh, of my education. So that's uh, really, really low. And uh, during the years, I've been working to uh, educate others in relevant information that they yes, need. practical to, information. Yeah, to do their job. And mm -hmm. when I went to Erlangen, the education was totally um, relevant. No, no mm -hmm. flaw, no nothing that was unnecessary. Uh, and uh, yeah, I started mentioning and uh, also got the practical experience. So theory and practical experience, that, yeah, that's what you need. So starting in 2020, we were all faced with challenges we had not expected, and it still affects our work in many ways. Gustav, you were at a starting point in your business, and it must have been a challenge for you to get things going. How did you respond to this? Yeah, and uh, in March, the, you know, the stock market uh, crashed. Everything went yeah. down like, uh, 40, 50 percent. And uh, what I did then, I, I went away and I bought a headset and I started making telephone calls, uh, selling services. Yeah. So I realized that, hey, things might go really, really bad right now with the economy or things might go down and then up again. I do not know. So I started uh, making a lot of telephone calls and uh, within, I would say, two weeks, I had huge amount of work. Uh, a lot of customers needed the, the measurement services. So I uh, did those call, calls, uh, prepared, packed my car, and went away. Gustav, I understand that you are a real outdoors kind of guy and an avid sportsman. How did this play a role in performing measurements for your customers? Uh, well, you got to see uh, what uh, type of... Um, uh, availability do you have to uh, do th something that other people don't do. So uh, right. I'm an uh, elite uh, athlete. I got uh, I've trained for 17,000 uh, hours, essentially. And it's a mix of mm -hmm. uh, cross-country skiing, uh, kayaking, uh, multi-sport running, uh, CrossFit, 
uh, and uh, yeah, different types of uh, training methods. So that meant that uh, per day I can walk uh, really, really long distances and have. All right, so you have a lot of stamina through your training. Yeah, and, and carry a lot of stuff. Um, so uh, per day uh, uh, walking, uh, for instance, uh, 30 kilometers uh, in one day with a backpack, uh, no problem. I bring this up because it certainly has to do with the way you went about doing measurements. And that's because most of the measurement sites you visited were difficult to access. And so um, your ability to walk to them was was quite an advantage, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, and uh, so there was a lot of um, uh, t- telecom towers uh, that are placed uh, on uh, really tall mountains. Sometimes they were flown in there using helicopters. So mm-hmm. in some cases, you essentially just had a trail at best. Often uh, you had to park a car and then walk uh, four kilometers uh, from the road to the uh, uh, communication tower. And mm-hmm. uh, also there was a lot of uh, climbing and uh, really, really steep decline in the mountain. Oh my gosh. And, uh, the, the compiler system is a kind of nice system because it fits uh, excellent in uh, a backpack called the uh, douchebag uh, carry-all. It's a 40-liter bag. Uh, mm-hmm. So you place it in that bag, and then you attach uh, the bag to uh, it's a, the Fjällräven uh, fire brigade frame. So okay. you can carry the Campano on a really nice backpack. And uh, then we uh, created a a special uh, line system for the telephone lines that we use. Mm-hmm. And that uh, saved a lot of uh, weight compared to the old system. So uh, this summer I used a system that essentially weighs uh, uh, 30 kilos, uh, 35 kilos, mm-hmm. essentially. But uh, yeah, the summer of 2019, the weight was, uh, yeah, 50 kilos. Wow. And that was, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a big difference. So, Gustav, your experience with hiking into these remote sites by carrying everything in your backpack certainly made you think twice about what you take with you and how you can lighten up your load. So you drill holes into things. Uh, You remove everything that you don't need. (laughs) So now, how long would these measurements take when you would be in these remote locations? It it depended. It wasn't that long because... You know, walking, for instance, uh, 10 kilometers with a with backpack doesn't take that long time. So I would say you're in and out uh, in about uh, three hours uh, at most. Okay. That's, so uh, it's as though you were doing an overnight measurement and you were camping on site or anything like that. No, nothing like that. But if you do that type of uh, climbing uh, four to five times per day, uh, so if every mountain means a three-kilometer uh, walk up the mountain, and then uh, three kilometers down. You got six right. kilometers. And then I got to get out with the probes also, so you got uh, seven kilometers. And if you do that uh, three or four times per day, with a backpack, uh, yeah, you, you, it's starting to feel, I can assure you. Oh, my gosh. So you conducted a number of measurement tours um, in this fashion throughout Sweden. Ooh, uh, could you estimate how many kilometers or, or miles you traveled by foot in this way? 
it's real different, difficult to assume, but I would say um, maybe 100 and, uh, 1,500 kilometers. I don't know. Wow. I got no idea. <laughs> and uh, the, differ- the, the, the terrain is really different from southern Sweden uh, to northern Sweden. So yes. in the north, you got uh, big, thick forests, and you got to go to, through swamps, for instance, mm-hmm. and do climbing. Um, but uh, if you go, you go down in southern Sweden, there are more fields and uh, uh, more streets, and yeah, it's easier to get everywhere. Gustav, how long were you gone on these measurement tours? Yeah, the longest one was for uh, uh, 30 days. Wow. Without even being able to go home uh, no, no. for a break? or No way. So, uh, yeah, you're essentially just uh, out uh, uh, um, by yourself or with a colleague, essentially. So, yeah. um, and, you know, there's something really beautiful about it because you live a really Spartan life. You have your, your uh, the car, Volkswagen Passat, and then you got a couple of backpacks with some clothing and uh, the Omicron devices, of course. And uh, <laughs> you, you just uh, go to different areas doing measurements and uh, go buy some salad at night uh, at a, a store. And then you do some training uh, outside and then you just sleep and then you woke up, wake up and do it all over again. Do it all over again. But at least you had nice scenery the whole time. Yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, when you get in that car, all your problems disappear. <laughs> it's just <amazing. laughs> uh, so, yeah, so nice. That's great. Well, very enviable. Now, you had mentioned in the beginning, uh, say last year in, in March when you were getting your company started, you were literally the only employee, the first employee, and now you have a team of 10 employees um but at that time were you really alone or did you have uh yeah i had a little uh, buddy four-legged buddy so uh, nissa uh, he was uh, a one-year-old uh, welsh uh, spring spaniel so i took him with oh, me great what's what's his name uh nissa so nissa. it's uh, yeah nissa yeah it's a swedish name uh, and uh, when going in the forest, uh, yeah, he found uh, birds everywhere because he's a uh, uh, hunting dog. So he likes yeah. just, uh, running into birds and uh, yeah, just uh, uh, yeah, give them a paw essentially, boom, and then they fly away. So Gustav, with the revenue you generated in the past year doing all these measurements, I understand that in addition to adding employees, you also invested in new test equipment. So I started to think, okay, what should I invest in that is uh, really safe in the long term? Uh, and I realized that, hey, uh, heavy blue boxes, that's not a bad investment. When you say blue boxes, you mean Omicron testing equipment. Yeah, blue gold. So uh, you, when you're buying Omicron devices, uh, first of all, you have uh, an increase uh, expensive in your company. And the company pays taxes uh, on the on on the on the gain every year, and if you buy an Omicron device, you have a depreciation. So you get depreciation on the buy. You don't got, get that on stocks or in gold and silver, but you get that in Omicron devices. So Omicron devices a saves you a lot of taxes. B, it gives you a really really nice cash flow. So I think. The Campana 100, I uh, uh, that paid off itself in 
maybe a month. Uh, and the CPC 100 paid off itself in half a year. So you buy something that you uh, get you a lot of income. And then sure. it will probably just uh, hold up for, yeah, maybe 20 years. Who knows? Okay. So it's, I think it's an alternative investment uh, at large. Sure. And as you grew your company, too, with more employees, uh, you probably wanted to have more equipment to be able to, to do even more uh, yeah. testing in different locations. Yeah, I went on the shopping bench there. So I, I bought essentially the Testrano 600, the Freneo 800, the Durana, and uh, also the Sibano 500, uh, the Vitano 100, and CT12, TD12, TD15. So we essentially bought everything that we need in the future time in the company. And that also sounds as, as though you're um, looking to increase the types of measurements that you're going to be offering customers. Yeah, we're going to go all in. So we're going to try to do all the types of testings in a large station. We're going to be able to test the transformer, the um, uh, breakers, the uh, voltage transformers, and the current transformers. Yep. Also in hydropower and wind power, we're going to test the generators also. Okay, wonderful. The uh, what I'd like to know is, um, given your experiences over the past two years, let's say, and starting your company and having these adventures mainly on foot, how do you reflect on that? What is the, what is the one thing that um, it has taught you that is going to influence the way you do business in the future? Well. Uh... <laughs> I would say when doing these measurements, you get an initial uh, customer contact. You get to meet the customer. You get maybe to eat lunch with them sometimes. And uh, so you get a first uh, connection with them. They build up a trust uh, to you. And uh, then when you got more advanced uh, measurement systems, uh, then you can call the customer and say, hey, remember me? And uh, you can help the customers with more advanced uh, testing equipment. So as grounding measurements, that's just the first part in a long-lasting relationship with the customers. So it was literally your foot in the door uh, yeah. to do even more. Um, yeah. And they have to do it. That's the nice part. They have to do the measurements according to the regulations. And that is uh, not coincidence because if the, uh, the, the workplace grounding does not work, well, someone might get hurt. So yeah. it's a really interesting and important area of uh, work. Definitely, and you certainly have a cover now with your 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 team having grown uh, to the size it is now. Yeah. Um, now, going back to your personal interests in in being outdoors um, and having done a lot of these measurements alone and then together with your um, first employees on foot, um, pretty much you you turned doing measurements into a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah you might say that. Um, yeah, and it's a kind of nice lifestyle also because... Uh, during the summer, you just uh, take off, you go out in the country, you do a lot of measurements, and you're going to see really, really nice uh, landscapes. Uh, sure. You can see enormous power stations and uh, uh, waterfalls that have been turned into hydro power stations. 
you get to see wind parks that are enormous. Uh, so it's a really, really uh, nice way of living. You don't sit uh, at a desk just uh, uh, pushing the clock, waiting for the day to end, because you go essentially you go on an on adventure. That's what you do. Definitely. How would you pair that with Omicron? Yeah, I would say that uh, I wrote an article. I wrote that uh, Omicron is not a company, it's a lifestyle. And yeah, I would so totally say that. It's a way of living. Because uh, well, you can either sell your time at a desk, that's a way of living, or you can uh, go out there, sell advanced uh, uh, measurement services and uh, do them out in the field. And it's uh, really exciting, really fun. Uh, and you can uh, have a life that is uh, really, really different from uh, the average uh, office work. Well, thank you again, Gustav, for joining us for this episode of Energy Talks. It's been very fascinating to get to know you and to hear about your dedication to get the job done despite the challenges encountered along the way. Yeah, thanks. Gustav, thank you again very much. And a big thank you to our audience for listening to this episode of Energy Talks. We welcome your questions and feedback. Simply send us an email to podcast at omicronenergy.com. Omicron has several years of experience in power system testing and offers you the matching solution for your application. Visit our website for more information at omicronenergy.com. Please join us to listen to the next episode of Energy Talks. Goodbye for now, everyone. Thank you.